0: You're listening to Creatives Making Money, the podcast for creatives who are on a mission to do the work they feel most called to do and make some money while they do it. This is a show for the makers, the dreamers, the doers, the creators, the artists, the crazy ones, and the ones who are determined to consciously build the life and career of their dreams. Here, we don't just believe in getting your dream job, we believe in creating it. So what does creative success even look like? How do we live a fully expressed, abundant AF life? That's precisely what we're here to find out. My mission with Creatives Making Money is to conduct 100 interviews with successful creatives and those who love and support them about money, career, and the process of making and doing what they most love, including all of the ups, downs, and in-betweens. I'm your host, Jamie Jensen, writer, storyteller, filmmaker, serial entrepreneur, and shameless creator. No matter where you are in your creative and financial journey, I'm here to help you create like you mean it. Welcome to Creatives Making Money. Today I have with me my dear, dear... Friend and brilliant, brilliant operations consultant and founder of Systems Save Me, Jordan Gill. Jordan helps overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. Her jam is creating a cohesive operating system for managing your tasks, Files and inbox. She's been on podcasts like What Works and CEO Vibes, sharing her love of replacing monthly retainers with one-day virtual intensives. And she's going to talk to us all about that today, which I'm so excited about. She currently lives in Dallas, Texas, with her Cavapoo Vivian and collection of a thousand-piece
1: jigsaw puzzles.
0: Jordan, thank you for being here.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited to be here, and thank y'all for listening. This is going to be a hoot and a nanny, so I hope you're hope y'all are ready. <laughs>
0: But funny story Jordan Jordan is actually one of my very first ever business friends from like
1: back in the dizzy way back seven different business ideas ago <laughs> seven like 17,000 different because businesses evolve over time
0: yes. are you open to talking about that like can I share the the first business like your initial business you were creating when we first connected Um, And I was writing copy and we created copy for a business called The Detail Loft.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, The Detail Loft. Yeah, that was my first idea. And it was a marketing agency. Like basically, I love market research. I could do market research all day, every day, talking to people, sleuthing them on like Twitter, Instagram. Uh and I thought people could just pay me to like do the sleuthing for them and it'd be really fun. And while I think people would do that, um, I just didn't really know what I was doing and it was fine. And your copy was wonderful. And that was pretty much the extent of what was great about that idea <laughs> was your copy. <coffee. laughs> I had like a few <laughs> clients and then I realized like people don't like nerd out as hardcore as I do. So like I'm doing a lot of work for like not a really big rah-rah at the end. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this isn't as fun anymore. So you moved on. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, how many, do you, have we even tracked like how many different evolutions? I mean, you and I have both gone through many evolutions over the years, but you know, yeah. if you could give us like a, how it sort of, how it landed where you are now, or like how many different ideas that you sort of explored and discovered through the process?
1: Oh gosh. Yeah. There was like career coaching for college students there for a hot second. Um, there was, I remember that. Yeah. When opportunity knocks, I still have when opportunity for the next eight years. Um, I think I'm on, I think I only have like three more years left. So that just tells you how long ago I bought it. Um, and it was expensive. Uh, and I'm trying to think then it, it has then transformed into the lane that I'm in today. And my first, um, name for it was personalized procedures, which got mistaken for, you know, doctor equipment sales. So that's fun. Uh, <laughs> which is not what I was doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs>
1: uh, so i was doing what I'm kind of still doing now, which is like systems work um, for people. And about seven months in, I was like, props to change this name and changed it to the Colada Group um, because pina coladas were the symbol for my clients. So thinking, like, you know, once my systems are in place, I can just go and vacation and drink pina coladas on the beach and my business, you know, runs on autopilot. So I, that's kind of where like the pineapple branding, if you come to my page, there's pineapple stuff everywhere. Uh, that's kind of where the pineapple branding took place. And then about a year and a half after that is when I actually made the move to the, the now system saved me brand, which system saving was always my podcast, even with the other two names. Uh, and people referred me as that anyway. So I was like, I might as well just like make this all one umbrella and stop like, denying that I do systems because I was avoiding that word like the plague because it was super vague people don't know what they are but somehow it has worked out for me <laughs> um so like all right like what do I know so then we've been system save me ever since for a good two years over two years yeah
0: I love that and I, I it's you know the funny thing is that when I think about the the special genius that you bring it's like the perfect compliment to any of us who feel like we're chaotic creative thinkers who have like a million and one ideas, but like, can't just get it together to execute and execute an order and like get it done and not be overwhelmed and like not be constantly psychotically running around trying to put fires out. Yeah. Um, but you're also a creative person. Like you have tons of ideas and inspiration. And I feel like, I mean, knowing you, I get to interview you in such a fun way because of <laughs> how I know you. <laughs> You know, I feel like that's like such a piece of you that's like opened up more and more and more and more and more over the years, so I'm curious like what's your relationship with that in terms of like balancing inspiration, creativity, and like your own you know approach to systems
1: yeah, I think i i had um not even denied, but I had a really hard time embracing i guess I will say the word creative or identifying as a creative because i'm like dude i love spreadsheets i love integrations automations all the Asians. i'm about them so i was just like i couldn't possibly be considered a creative um but then you know when i'm going about my like everyday life like i just am a systematic person like it doesn't even register that i'm creating systems because it's it's just what i do just like how people are like musicians, super creative, right? We think of right off the bat, they're very creative people. They just go around and they get inspired by whatever's around them or a conversation they had. And all of a sudden they have a whole song in their head or a melody or anything like that. Like I do the same thing. I walk around and how I get inspired is, this is super inefficient. How can I make this not super inefficient? (laughs) And that's how I get inspired. To do the work that I do. And I think a lot of us take for granted whatever that creativity spark is and whether it's considered or already is uh, easily identified as creative or if it's something that seems harder or not even harder, but just um, not as it's not recognized as a typical creative venture. Um, and so for me, I think that. It, it took me a hot minute but then i did realize like my joy is like figuring out ways to express efficiency in Airtable or Clickup or notion or whatever the case may be right those are my instruments i guess you can say um and i think everyone can really embrace that inner creative and in whatever it is that they do in business and i think when you just are able to accept that it it opens up so many doors and it allows you to see the playfulness and joy and the work that you do instead of you know being like oh i'm i can't be that it's similar to like oh i can't be a millionaire or people can't pay me for this like you know shut down the beliefs shut it down like it's not serving anybody including you um and so embracing that that creative like label essentially or identity truly is a way for you to unlock a lot of the power of what you do i truly truly believe that
0: yeah snaps on that that was like that was some
1: wisdom right there
0: we can end the episode now thanks so much for being here and um yeah <laughs> so, yeah i mean completely yes i'm curious to hear what do you think where do you think you know, service providers and particularly creative service providers sort of like go wrong in terms of how they're approaching, you know, business operations. And by the way, for anyone who's like, what's Notion, ClickUp, I don't remember all the things you listed. Those are softwares for like project management and organization and processes. And for anyone who's listening, who's like, I don't know what she's talking about, but I want to play That's what that is. We will include links in the show notes. No worries. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you for that. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, where creatives make the first mistake is again with identity of like, I'm not a systems person, so I'm just going to like ignore it or, um, deny myself any structure because it's going to stifle my creative expression, which I find really unfortunate because, What I have found systems to be able to do is allow me to be more creative, to allow me to have more freedom in my business than not having them in my business. And I think a lot of people start to experience when they when they start getting the ball rolling with their business, you know, you are kind of flying by the seat of your pants and it's fun and you know, entrepreneurship and this is what it is, and then like burnout, (laughs) which I would identify as essentially when you are hitting a physical mental emotional like standpoint of like overwhelm like there's just no way to continue in the way that you're going and for a lot of people they see that as i'm burned out because i don't know what i'm doing which is not the case um really you're burned out because you haven't figured out what that structural piece is for you to be able to sustain the creative expression that you're wanting to have in your business. And so, you know, if you're having to focus on scheduling client calls and like sending invoices and stuff like that, like you're just signing up to be your own glorified secretary, like you got into business because you wanted to design websites or you wanted to create songs or you wanted to, you know, write copy, whatever that is for you. And you're not spending like any of your time doing that. You're doing all of these hodgepodge nonsensical tasks that I personally hate. <laughs> um, like I have my own language, so sorry. I know, you I, know. I love it so much,
0: list. you're like <laughs> hodgepodge nonsensical. I'm like, this is like, let's write a Dr. Seuss book about systems.
1: <laughs> uh, so mm-hmm. I think that we forget that, you know, what we got into business for because we see we have to you know we feel like it's more personable i get this one too with creatives is jordan it's just it's so much more personable if i send the email like i cannot have an automated email in my business at all and to that i i would encourage you to really identify what about the email is actually personable or what feels good to your client and i bet you what's actually helpful to that client is whatever it is that you're communicating to them that they need to go do. Um, It's not, you know, like I love gifts, you know, GIFS and, you know, adding personalizations. I'm very, very much a, a personalized person. And, you know, I have a lot of automated emails in my business and not a single person has wrote back and been like, this was, you know, crazy pants, like robotic nonsense no one has said that to me and i again have a lot of automated emails so it's about adding that warmth into your emails that it doesn't feel robotic and it doesn't feel impersonal but it gets the point across and your client clearly knows what they're supposed to do from that email whether it's pay an invoice send you a document whatever the case may be and and even Jamie with copy like you know over the years of knowing her like she's always over clarity over cuteness like you have to be clear. Like you cannot be over here trying to fluff it up so much that it's, that's, what's unique about you. It's like, what are you even trying to say? Like when people have, you know, website, uh, whatever, little banner things. And it's like, <laughs> i about services, whatever, like people try and get real cute with this stuff. And I'm like, if I can't find where I hire you, like, I'm not going to hire you. Like if i can't understand what this invoice email says because you're over here talking about your dog and your vacation and like whatever else you're trying to talk about to be personable i'm just not going to pay the invoice because i have no idea what's going on in this email and i don't have time to figure it out like business is happening too quickly for you to really um messy up your message um, whether it's in emails or whatever communication you're using so I want to encourage you that if you feel like systems are impersonable or you're not a systems person that it's really a matter of Looking at your preferences Looking at what your goal of that email that website page that invoice whatever it is what the point is and Figuring out how to be clear over cute and again that's how you build success is Oh, she gave me so much peace of mind knowing that these are the three things that I had to do. No one's like, oh man, she had the cutest header. It had my face on it. (laughs) Nobody says that. Nobody cares that you put the header, the person's face on the (laughs) header of your clients. Like nobody cares. Nobody talks about that on Instagram. It's, it's not a thing. So really choose what matters. And what matters is that you're not overworking yourself and trying to overcompensate and be, super personable for what if you think that's where the money comes from it's not it's from being clear and systems bring clarity in your business whether that's your client systems your content systems your personal systems It, it just that is really where i see creatives like denying themselves of something that can give them so much more freedom than anything else in their business for real yeah. What you're touching on, which I like, I'm so, I'm hearing this and I'm like,
0: yep, yep, yep. You're touching on this, um, that there's maybe some underlying belief that in order for what they're delivering or doing to be valuable, it has to be reinvented and customized every single time. Yep. Like we, and I think as creatives, we do, we bring that on. We're like, well, we're brilliant. So like, why can't we reinvent and be brilliant every single time? But like, it's going to burn you out is why. And then you're going to be less and less brilliant each, each time. Right. So so good. So in terms of burnout, is this, is this sort of, I'm guessing burnout is like where we all began. What, before we decided that done in a day was a thing that had to happen, right? Like, can we, how is, what's your relationship with that?
1: Totally. Uh, I wanted to quit my business five months into it. Um, and I'm talking about the personalized procedures business. Um because I was doing monthly retainers, I was making good money, about 12,000 monthly recurring payments. And people were like, dude, what is wrong with you? Like you're making good money and you're making $12,000 a month. Like how could you possibly be upset about that? <laughs> like people just see the money and they're like they don't see anything else. But what was crazy about that time was that and so I started my business May 1st 2016 by September I was like I'm over it Uh, because in September three out of my four clients were launching at the same time and they were all like six-figure revenue launches um, because they were all seven-figure business owners and if you've gone through one launch like that it's one thing going through three in the same month is borderline like you're just asking to be beat over the head every day several times a day so I just knew that like this was not sustainable and I hit a point where it was like I started to question if I was really good at systems because I was like I really enjoy this why am I burnt out like it doesn't make sense to me because aren't you just supposed to find joy in the work that you're good at like you're passionate about it right? You think, you know, I could do this all day in my sleep, which is what I was doing, basically, (laughs) sleeping and working at the same time. And it wasn't fun. And so that's where I actually looked at my business model as really what actually was the problem. And a lot of times for service-based creatives or or otherwise, you go into it thinking that monthly retainers or agency are like the only options. Like I either... Just do the work myself and I'm just like going along or I build an agency and I teach other people to write copy underneath me or you know design websites underneath me and there's actually a third way and that's VIP days and it's a um, if you've never heard of VIP days or day rates or um, intensives before uh, how I define them is they are a four-figure investment offering that is between three and eight hours long that helps provide a really quick transformation. So what that looks like is for me in my VIP days, um, I help seasonal service providers, so wedding planners, tax professionals, tutoring companies with their client management processes and a six hour VIP day for $5,000. And it's not a, and I wanna go ahead and shut it down about power hours, like strategy sessions, um, even like audits that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. You can offer those, but those are more a pick your brain, ask me anything session. Intensives VIPs and even day rates are I'm providing a process and a transformation. Like there are steps to what I'm doing. Um, And so that's really the difference between those two things. And if you are somebody that's feeling burned out or you're on the verge of it, or you're like, I'm not excited about my business anymore, but I know that I love to do what I'm doing, then maybe VIP days, day rates, intensives are for you because it, it allows you to provide the quickest transformation possible for your clients. So think of it like TSA PreCheck versus the regular security line. All right. The regular security line, you go through it, it takes forever. You got to take off your shoes, and now your feet are touching everybody else's feet on that floor. You got to take everything out of your bags, like exposing all sorts of craziness, and you got to walk through. It's a whole thing. It's a process. And TSA PreCheck, you can pay money. I think it's like eighty bucks for five years to skip. You know the crazy foot fungus line. Keep your shoes on. <laughs> keep everything in your bag. I can't get over the feet thing. That's really weird. So, Wait, are you grossed out by feet? <laughs> I'm just. Other people's feet. I take care of my feet. So, just other people's feet <laughs> freak me out. Um.
0: Jordan <laughs> travels a lot, or like it historically has. Like, yes. okay. I go to her for a lot of packing advice because of how, you know. So, anyway, okay. fun fact please continue. Yes.
1: yes, indeed. And so, people will pay for the convenience of keeping their shoes on, not having to take things out of their bag, and going through a security line quicker. Just like in every industry, there's the regular security line, which I like to refer to as just like monthly retainers. Like it takes longer. um, There's scope creep, like all of that stuff. And then the TSA pre-check is the VIP day version of the same, like we're both getting through the security line. It's like the same end result, but one is way faster and way more quality and way more convenient than the other one. Um, And there are some people who value speed, quality, convenience, over free like a lot of us are like people only want the cheapest version like and so they will always go for the cheapest version of my service that is absolutely not the case um and i've seen it even like vip days and stuff increase in exposure and value today um you know in pandemic times or in covid times and it's because people are are wanting that quicker transformation. They're not wanting to wait around three months, six months for that website. They want it done in a day. Like They don't want to wait however many months to get the transformation they want. They want it now. And so people are wanting this type of offering. And so if you aren't offering it, you really are missing out on a subset of your audience that is willing to pay premium for you for them really to skip the line and for you to build out that transformation for them much much quicker
0: yes foot fungus line get off the foot fungus line and get into a vip day yes. options <laughs> a <tiny cat> <laughs> yep <laughs> we, we nailed it <laughs> Um, I love that you talked a lot about, you know, being behind the scenes and launches and sort of how that could really create a lot of burnout and the pressure of it. And just, you know, and the questioning of like, uh, how does this work? I really want to reflect and honor, you know, you just came out of a launch of your own, right. With this program where you teach people how to, how to effectively create their intensive and then sell it so that like it becomes their new business model. Yep. It's amazing. Her program done in a day and you are not burned out. I mean, I'm going to reflect that. Maybe you are, <laughs> but I, I just, yeah.
1: manage that.
0: Yeah. yeah. I just think that like, there's something to be said for that. And I'm curious to hear from you, like if for anyone who's considering like launching a program or putting something new out there, or even launching a new brand and, is, and are like worried or concerned that the process of doing that is going to burn them out. Um, you know, are there, are there some takeaways or some advice that you would give, or is there something specifically you did differently, you know, as you went through this launch versus how you approached client launches uh, that you think really made that a big difference for you?
1: Oh gosh, I did a lot um, in a lot of areas. So I will find some patterns and, and speak to those. One pattern was we had everything completed. And I mean, everything as far as every email was written every website page was created every all the the dots in the row we did i think three or four event run throughs um all of that was done two weeks prior to event day which was like right before our like pre-launch and whatnot um and that was a game changer because then during the launch i was able to just navigate and troubleshoot like our Facebook ad's not working. Okay. I need to re-up some creative or, okay, you know, we need to better, like our landing page was having a little bit of a lower conversion than I was anticipating. So I had to spend some time uh, in this one section, really identifying what the difference between our two ticket prices were. So if I had other things on my to-do list, then those things wouldn't have happened and we wouldn't, I don't know. We wouldn't have had maybe the best success. Right. We don't know. But I think having that preparation and those systems in place was 100% hands down um, helpful for me to then sleep <laughs> during free lunch, um, you know, uh, be a little bit more uh, Attentive to my self care um, meal preps um, were important and massages every week, um, massages right after the event. Um, but during pre-launch as well, I'm continuing to have massages. And the third thing is so kind of like systems, personal care. And then the third thing I would say is actually having to do with celebrating. So before pre-launch, like, yeah, I think it was about a month before pre-launch I sent my team members ethernet cords because it was important they had their internet together and secondly i sent them (laughs) you can literally ask them this is legitimate um and the second thing i sent them was the champagne bottle like a little mini champagne bottle and i said hold on to this we're gonna celebrate after the launch and that set a precedent of we are going to be celebrating because we are going to have success it is already written like so i need you to be ready and i think that kind of of mentality really helped us when again you know there were there were a lot of things that had to get adjusted through the pre-launch and whatnot however like we were able to just know like we will have success and we have to let go of a lot of the like preconceived like well we have to hit this number of ticket sales or else it's all going to be doomed right and it like wasn't at all like we didn't hit our numbers we hit like a third of the numbers that we wanted to and we still were like I think less than 20k away from like our end goal of like total sales so you know it it when you get into the launch like some you have to let go of the attachments I'm not saying to not adjust and, and um and work on things during pre-launch, but you have to let go of the attachment at some point and just be in the moment and just know that success is inevitable. And I think those three things I would say were the ways that I was able to get through my launch um, in a way that I'm like not burnt out, like I'm feeling good and I'm relaxed. Um, I also had a trip to Austin planned. So I went there and floated and my pineapple floaty. So again, I I thought about what, it, what is going to take care of me before the launch, during the launch, and after the launch, and being really, really intentional about that from the planning stages, right? So yeah, that's what I would say. Systems, personal self-care, and then also the celebration aspect.
0: I love that. And I feel like all of those things can up- Even if you're listening and you're like, I don't have a big launch, but I have, I it is like my brand that I'm creating, or it's a way that I'm preparing to serve a client, or it's a way that, you know, all of those things are like, yep, let's come back to those. Like, do we have systems? Are we prepared? Do we have an intentional way of taking care of ourselves? And are do we know how we want to celebrate? Yep. I love that. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) Um, so I have to ask this question because it's really important. Um, it's a really, sometimes it's a, it's a big question that I ask every guest. And the question is if $5 million just dropped in your lap, like no strings attached, angel investor, maybe, but you don't really have to pay them back. You just have it. You could do whatever you want with it. What do you choose to do with that money?
1: The first thing would be buy a house in Barcelona. Um, that's like immediately what comes to mind. Uh, and then recently, I did get injectables, um, Jamie and I were talking about this, and so probably there would be some sort of like, I don't know, tummy tuck scenario or what have you, because um, that's just been top of mind in my life uh, as of recently, and then I also think, you know, I, I've had some really good vacations, and I tend to to, I wouldn't say splurge, but I would... I would say my vacations and stuff are pretty um like not no expense like uncovered but just I I try not to take away from the experiences and at the same time I feel like I would just have like an all bars out vacation to either Greece because I've been wanting to go there forever and ever and ever um, or one of the islands, like one of the saints, um, like St. Bart, St. Kitts, St. Somebody, um, down there, because I've never been to the islands down there, so, and I would, like, redo my whole wardrobe, like, there's just, there's a lot that I would do. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, you gotta, like, that's, that's a long list, and everything, you know, everything from there, you know, I'm thankful I don't, I don't have any student debt, um, so I'm very blessed for that, um, and, like, I don't have a ton of debts anyway besides my car payment so like I I guess I would pay that off um that wouldn't take too much of the chunk but I think that um I I would really
0: how many chocolate cakes would you get from Portugal
1: oh gosh I would I would uproot the baker from Lisbon Portugal (laughs) who makes the best chocolate cakes in the world you would buy the baker I would buy the baker (laughs) and he would be in my house. (laughs) (laughs) So there would be chocolate cakes in a glass container on my kitchen table at all times. So that is, I feel like that that could be, you know, a significant chunk of my five mil for sure. Um, (laughs) That was a great question. So uh, (laughs) I don't know if you've had anyone answer in that way before, but
0: (laughs) I'm really into it. You're <laughs> You're like so. I would just hire the baker to bake for me full time, all the time, constantly. Actually, is what would happen. I'm like, you know, I support that. I'd come over and eat the cake. <laughs> Invited myself for the cake already.
1: Yes, have your cake uh, you
0: too. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Jordan. Thank you so much for doing this and for sharing so much of your wisdom and brilliance and essence and everything and sense of humor and special language, <laughs> just all of it. It's been such a delight, and I really am so grateful for you. Um, where can we stalk you, find you, get more of you, learn more about done in a day,
1: all the things, all the things. So, um, again, ignore all the names I said at the beginning. You only need to know system save me from this point on. Uh, so Instagram at system save me. I love some good DMS. And then, uh, we have a lot of like IGTVs and stuff on there. If you're interested in just like, you know, we talk about both systems and, uh, actual, uh, VIP days, intensive stuff like that. Um, but you can also head over to our website, SystemSaveMe.com. We also have a podcast called system Save me. So <laughs> uh, I would say those are the top three places to come and hang out and connect. Um, but I would say, yeah, if you want to start a combo, start a DM at system save me.
0: Thank you so much, Jordan.
1: Yes. Thanks so much for having me, Jamie.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Creators Making Money, and please don't go anywhere without subscribing. My hope is that this show becomes the therapy you didn't have to pay for and gives you all the know-how, confidence, and ahas you need to succeed on your journey. Sharing how you connected with this episode really makes my day, so please tag me on Instagram at Jamie Lynn Jensen and let me know how this episode helped you. Sharing that with a rating and review also helps me reach more awesome humans like you, and I so appreciate it. If you're looking to connect with more listeners and like-minded creatives like you as well, and also with me, please join us in the private Creatives Making Money Facebook group at creativesmakingmoney.com group. It's totally free to join. And as always, you can find all important links and details in this episode's show notes available at creativesmakingmoney.com. Do not hesitate to head over there right now and grab all the goodies. And as always, create like you mean it.